This is the Comedy Kiosk, podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello, welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions and ideas about comedy. I'm David Munoz. And I'm Igor Monday. And today's discussion is aging and outdated comedy. The reason why we're discussing this is because of you, Igor. Can you explain what it is that made you start thinking about comedy that has aged or is considered now outdated? Just checking my jokes. Just checking my jokes from the few <laughs> from you a few years back, and I'm like, I can't joke about this anymore. <laughs> I, I thought you saw maybe my latest show, and you was like, my God, that is so outdated and aged. Dear God, man, give up! You're too old to do comedy. Not the show, but the performer. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, actually, uh, I kind of accidentally stumbled upon an article about uh, the well-known and, and well-beloved TV show sitcom Friends from the kind of mm. mid-90s that aired from mid-90s to, let's say, early noughties, like 2004, I think, uh, was the last season. And uh, it was actually an article that is titled 10 Ways Friends Aged Poorly. So it kind of mm. outlines 10 main points in which kind of what was okay then isn't okay anymore. And mostly it's about the humor and the comedy that was used to kind of, you know, as a punchline then that probably wouldn't be okay or wouldn't fly today. And uh, as yeah. a huge kind of fan and lover of Friends, I immediately went through this article, read it, and I was like, okay, this sounds like something... Well, first of all, have you seen Friends? Yeah, yeah, I've caught a few episodes. I will admit, I was not the avid watcher when I was when it came out, because uh, that was my era. Like I was yeah. a teenager when Friends was being shown. So you know that that pretty much when I saw Friends, it was like watching my sister and her friends. Like if you know what I mean, like it was her age group who was like nine years older than me, but they were in their twenties, just like the characters. They were trying to find their way through life. So you know, it was kind of yeah. Anyway, but uh, but I wasn't a big watcher of the show as such, but I did watch episodes when I happened to come across it, you know. Uh, it was all right. It was, uh, well, yeah, it was pretty much comedy of the era. Yeah, it was well, good I, for its time. I, I agree. that I, I don't think it was good for its time. I think it's a kind of a timeless classic, even though this mm. article disagrees and, and kind of tries to point out some minuses and mistakes and, and everything that kind of shouldn't fly today. But I still think yeah. that it's kind of... Uh, it's it's a it's a sitcom that defined so many sitcoms to come after that with this kind of friend centric setting and you know that the idea that in a big city you don't have to, it doesn't have to be about a family like many sitcoms before that like uh, Full House or something like this uh, Married with Children yeah. or Roseanne or whatever sitcoms were mostly about family life but this one was the first one about a group of friends can also be a family right and then we had How I Met Your Mother and we had The Big Bang Theory and we had I don't know mm. New Girl and so on so man, it kind of started the trend but I as a big fan of Friends and I've seen Friends I think like five, six times, kind of from start to finish, all the seasons, all episodes. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I, 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 and I do Okay, know, so you were a fan. Yeah, I'm I the non-fan who I wasn't a fan, it. to be honest, when, I, when it was airing, kind of, because I think then I was just too young. I think I was maybe yeah. 10, 12, 15, doesn't matter, when they were like yeah. 28, 29, 30. So, you know, it just seemed like a bunch of 
older people to me uh, living their older people lives like oh who will i marry oh i got fired i'm like i don't i don't relate you know but yeah. uh, but then like what's a job yeah what's a job what's 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 uh, marriage you know what's what's anything that's not candy what's a girl what's a girl what, what, what's a girl i just can can i touch one <laughs> that's what your preoccupation was probably at that point at 10 mm, no but uh <laughs> oh okay Still transforms. Yeah, I was, I was a late bloomer in that sense. Yes, I didn't touch girls yeah. at ten, but and I still don't touch girls. I mean, I touch <laughs> I touch female women with their approval yeah. and consent, but oh, never mind. Of course. So, uh, but yeah, and then but I did start watching it. I think for the first time properly, kind of from start to finish, mm. at maybe twenty four, twenty five, and that's the age that well, they when start. When you could relate. Yeah, that's the age yeah. that they start in the series. So, you know, I was like, ah, that's why this is funny or relatable, because, aha, jobs and women, I get it now. So, yeah, yeah and I know many people <laughs> who kind of watched Friends religiously, like they would know every scene or every quote, or and still, for example, in Croatia on TV, it's kind of, you turn on TV in the middle of the day during a work day, and your chances are kind of 50-50, it's going to be Friends on tv yeah so it's quite popular to this day actually i heard this fact somewhere that uh, uh it's so kind of uh, popular and and well received and uh, watched around the world that there is no minute that friends isn't airing somewhere in some country wow. in some, on some tv channel so that there is no right. like single minute when it's not airing on some tv channel in some country but yeah, yeah. so the the article is quite negative though and it's kind of comparing yeah. friends which is now a 30 year old series basically to modern yeah. kind of standards and so on so through this article yeah. i thought that we could discuss this uh you know uh comedy and uh, again not expiration date but kind of out can comedy become outdated does it have that can it age poorly as they are trying to kind of say in this article that friends have and is it really mm. something that you know we should be now going back and trying to correct what was funny then you know so uh yeah i i thought we could just run through this article there are 10 points on each point say what we think do we agree or do we disagree why and compare it to some other maybe examples or cases that are not just friends but comedy in general right well, and also for the interest of the of the listener, if you want to also look at this article while we discuss it, if you want to pause this and look for it, it's uh, cbr.com and literally it's titled 10 Ways Friends Aged Poorly. So just look at it. Now, the thing is, when you sent the article to me and I read through it, I have to say, I agreed with every single point in essence of what they were saying like you know too many like there were a lot of jokes about for example uh fat or about gay and things like that being gay or, or the way it's seen and i have to say i was reading it going yeah true that's true but the part that i was kind of like it, the part that made me kind of a little bit not confused but the part that i was a little bit like well that's if you, they made the show today i have to agree if you were to make this exact same show word for word today of course, it wouldn't fly and it wouldn't be a hit because people would look at it and go, that's not funny. But at the time, it's, you know, through the lens of the of the era, it was groundbreaking the stuff they were discussing. Like they, they touched on topics that were considered taboo or they tried to, to a degree, normalize it. It didn't mean they, they normalized it 100 percent, but uh, they did kind of introduce at least the topic to discussion or you know hey is this a good thing or a bad thing or at least showing something as being part of life that before may not have been now uh i will slightly disagree with you earlier on about um about friends being 
Well, it was groundbreaking in a way, but it's also cyclical because the idea of a sitcom of a group of people living together had been done in the 60s and 70s. I think it's like Three's a Crowd, The Odd Couple. There were other sitcoms that were done with people living together who were just friends, uh, perfect strangers, uh, sort of, uh, all this sort of thing. Like they, they were... There were shows earlier on, or Golden Girls is another good example of a group of women getting together who are kind of like the middle-aged version of, of Friends, uh, or the late middle-aged version of Friends in a way. But, and that, that was a great show too. So I, I kind of, I don't know, I, sometimes I think Friends is put a little bit too much on a pedestal, where I'm like, it was good, but also it wasn't necessarily as groundbreaking because that was the first thing about this article before we even get into the actual topics was one of the first things this person says is uh, uh modern audiences know the sitcom has aged poorly one of the most iconic sitcoms of the 2000s the series which aired for a decade so cer- uh, created certain archetypes and trends that are still alive on television okay the part that i have with this article is they make this broad statement this this they, the statement of fact without backing it up they, 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 there is no evidence. They don't say such as this or that, which has been taken over by, for example, Big Bang Theory. You at least kind of gave examples of shows that obviously s- stepped off the shoulders of friends, such as Big Bang Theory, uh, you know, uh, How I Met Your Mother and things like that. That was great. This article doesn't even bother to do that, like doesn't even bother to explain. It just says it's a, you know, it created certain economic trends that are still alive on television. Yeah, but there are other shows that are also doing it beforehand, which things did they actually do that others didn't they didn't give an example so i thought it was kind of lazy writing in my opinion i mean i'll I'll agree first of all like straight off the bat that the article i mean it's not great journalism you know it's it's not uh, (laughs) it's a particularly let's face i think even the writer would be like hey yeah i had to do it it's not a well-written article to be honest and the the kind of uh, website itself i think it is some kind of pop culture cheap journalism kind of thing but still you it's know, a like, list pop culture thing yeah but the, the thing yeah. that i mostly disagree and and uh, you said that you you kind of agree that most of those things wouldn't fly today etc but uh, i don't agree that they wouldn't fly today i mean they wouldn't fly today in hollywood and kind mm. of in media and with critics and stuff because today people are like oh you can't say that you can't do that but people would still find it funny and enjoy it if just critics yeah. and, and media right. would write shit about it because they would be like oh, you can't joke about this and that but people still laugh at that you know like yeah. and there are some they're like very very small number of still existing kind of programs like family guy or south park or something that also started mm. in the 90s and they have changed as well they have evolved but they are still kind of risky they are still kind of edgy they still kind of make fun of homosexuality uh, racism and so on they don't make fun of homosexuals they make fun of it's a satire they make fun of people who are homophobic right but they kind of show it how stupid it is to be homophobic through a character that is homophobic you know this kind of stuff so i think that it would still fly today just not with kind of the critics and the media that try to you know just uh, destroy or cancel everything that is a little bit you know, not PC or whatever, not 100% politically yeah. correct to, to everyone. But let's go maybe through the list okay. and then on each point we will see, yeah. do we dis- agree, do we disagree and, and can can it re- relate to yeah. some other kind of stuff uh, outside of France? So 
10 out of 10, the, the yeah. top, top thing that, not top thing, like 10 thing on the list that they no. don't agree with and think that aged poorly is that Susan and Carol, which are a lesbian couple and one of them is an ex-wife of, of Ross, who is one of the main characters. Basically, they are the punchline of the jokes in Friends. Basically saying that Friends makes fun of homosexuality, right? But that's just, you know, and they describe it here a bit, but that's just not true, well, for example. Well, the, 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 aim, the aim, they say, is the jokes are usually aimed at the fact that Ross lost to a woman. In a sense, this invalidates Carol's sexuality as if it only exists to make Ross's life miserable. Or I think it's used, what they're meaning is that it's used to emasculate Ross. That basically, because, yeah, he lost to a woman, you know, he's not much of a man. In the Ross character, you know, the whiny kind of guy sort of thing. That's the angle that they go with on this one. What is your thought about that then? My, my thought is that it's a completely, maybe it's written by someone who hasn't seen Friends or who just knows kind of the pop culture of Friends. But basically what happens is that uh, he's married to a woman who then falls in love with another woman and she leaves him mm-hmm. and marries that woman. But she's already pregnant with his child. So that child is brought up with two moms and a dad, basically. And in 1994, to have a, kind of family only like modern family 20 years later we had a situation where two men were bringing up a child and stuff to have like a lesbian couple bringing up a straight child uh, that's that's a child of another man i mean that's that's the kind of and they're a normal functioning couple they're lesbians who are not portrayed in some kind of you know short hair tattoos some kind of brutes you know like they're two beautiful women who are just lesbian you know like they're just gay it's not their whole life they're not some kind of you know brutes bikers tough women you know whatever whatever they're just two normal women who are just gay that's it and i think it's the most positive portrayal of homosexuality you can have in in like on tv because there is nothing that says she's a lesbian therefore and that something is a punchline no it's if anything it's a punchline on ross because he's the one well, feeling yeah. insecure you know he's the one that's yeah. kind of oh my god my wife of seven years left me for another woman but also in yeah. real life i think that's what how you would feel like not the fact that she left him for a woman but that he didn't know or that he didn't have any idea that she's a lesbian and that after yeah, 7 yeah. years of marriage he finds out in such a way i think that's the, the situation that is a joke not the homosexuality of two characters you know yeah yeah no i, I see I, I agree with you in that sense actually i think yeah they're portrayed actually quite well uh i think the point is though that is that yes ross finds it emasculating the fact that he may but then as you point out that is a very valid point that's ross's problem it's his homophobia or it's his uh, idea of what is masculinity that's being questioned in a way you know that does this make him less of a, a man or less of? And I think at the end, uh, I don't, I never really saw the show too much, but I never saw him as being necessarily a bad dad or anything like that. Like you know, he's still a, he tried to be, he was just himself at the end of the day. And like you said, a lot of guys, especially in that era, where yes, you know, having grown up during that period of time, you know, that was generally the the slang, uh, like the the insult was, you know, what are you gay or something like that? Was that sort of language? And it's not right but it was used and things like that. And that emasculating feeling that was used against each other amongst even friends, you know, to kind of uh, put each other down or belittle. It was a a thing. I I don't think it's even the fact that because what happens is his wife falls Mm. in love with another person 
kind of cheats on yeah. him and then they divorce and i think for any man it doesn't matter if it's a female or a male that your wife is cheating on you with and leaves you and builds a life with them yeah. you would feel resentful you would feel hurt you would feel emasculated yeah. maybe and so on and in the beginning he has a he has a really good relationship with his ex-wife he has a problem with her new wife but that's you know i would have a problem if my wife cheated yeah. on me with a man and then married that man so yeah, I don't think, and, and in the end, their mm -hmm. kind of conclusion is, this says a lot about what the main characters think of LGBTQ people. That's not what they, you know, it's never been yeah. a joke, I think, kind of, ha ha, they are gay. No, it was kind of like, ha ha, you yeah. idiot, your wife left you for another person you know like this kind of stuff or some situations where you know like oh i have two mommies but yes you do and a daddy so that's why it can create a funny situation but you know don't ignore right. it then don't put only straight characters in the show so there is nothing offensive to anyone you know so yeah and this is and this is just it this is where you know france especially for the era but even now it like you're saying it's portrayed well so in that case actually it's it's doing you know, for the 90s, that was kind of groundbreaking to show just a normal uh, relationship as a, that they were having and everything like that, you know, for what it is. So actually, if anything, that would still hold up greatly. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Point number nine, there are too many jokes about Friends characters' physical appearances. Here they're pointing out that Monica used to be fat or that, what was it, uh, Rachel for getting a nose job or Janice's laugh, whoever the hell Janice is. But nonetheless, um, they're basically saying this is low-hanging fruit. Uh, jokes about the character's appearances, especially when it comes to Monica being overweight when she was younger. So, you know, that basically body positivity was not a thing. Thoughts about that? Well, again, I think that it wouldn't be allowed today on TV or in cinemas or whatever, because, you know, like the, the, the critics and the media would just kind of uh, tear apart whoever like wrote it or directed it or anything, because they would be like, no, that's not acceptable. But, in real life, you know, in real life, if my friend was mm -hmm. fat 20 years ago and now they're good looking hot person, I would tease them and joke about the time they were fat. And I think everyone <laughs> That's a good would. friend. But everyone would. That's how people react. You know, like, why would you just, okay, if my friend and one of our friends, we both, I won't name the person now, but like we both know him. Uh, he was chubby and even fat for a majority of his like childhood and stuff and i tease him about yeah. it i joke i'm like now you're a handsome like great looking kind of successful man but remember when you were like a chubby like you know nobody you know like it's kind of it's not but you know first of all that really he was i'm not making shit up second of all it's in the past the man obviously bettered himself third of all why is that such a problem like joking about your friends like oh my with my friends we constantly roast each other about anything you know about weight about i have a bold friend how many times did we tell him oh my god you're so bold all the time like you know it's kind of what i don't think so now we can't say that someone's bold on tv we have to pretend that they have hair even though they don't you know what i mean like what's the point of that yeah yeah i mean but then the thing is the person the audience watching it might be a little bit too sensitive i mean on this one, uh, I would have to say that I, I see where they're coming from in the sense of someone who is overweight, such as may maybe a young person, where they make fun of Monica being uh, younger and overweight might hurt their feelings. I, I do get that at all. But then in that case, yeah, maybe focus on the them getting, like, fixing themselves and what they did. But, I mean, at the same time, Jesus, I mean, that was 
the 90s also a lot. I mean, and even as you point out, a lot of people to these days still do it. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm out. My jury's out on that one. Uh, I never really watched the show enough to basically if they did it too much or not. But at the same time, I mean, it is what it is. Like you were saying, like uh, this person, if he was uh, overweight, well, in a way, by, by doing that, you're kind of pointing out how different he is now that he no longer is in this situation. So, yeah. But okay, so... That's that point. Uh, number eight, Ross is a nice guy. This is an interesting one. Uh, however, on rewatch, it is easy. So basically, Ross is the nice guy and he eventually gets his happy ending. But however, on a rewatch, it's easy to notice that Ross's attitude wasn't exactly that of a romantic hero. He's a walking red flag, incredibly jealous, often throws tantrums uh, when Rachel interacts with other men. Uh, misogynistic. Uh, he believes that he's better than other people just because he has a PhD. Well, that's just Ross was a bit of a dick. We always knew he was a bit of a yeah, pretentious I mean, wanker. That's that called, was kind that's, of the point. That's called a character is like, okay, what do you want? A character that has no like flaws, you know? Should there be yeah. six six friends and they're all perfect people and, with perfect lives, with no jealousy, actually, with no human emotions, yeah. no jealousy, no like, I don't know, attitude, nothing. Why? How is that interesting or funny? Yeah, but also, actually, the interesting point is, I would actually say that is the issue here. He is the, in quotation marks, the nice guy, but he's not. And there are so many people and so many what we nowadays would call the incels who are like, but I'm a nice guy. I treat women well, but they won't sleep with me. Or she's talking to that guy, girl. And you're like, well, yeah, because you're not. You're not a nice guy. You think you are, but you're not. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're basically objectifying her. You are... Like in, in that way, you're demanding that she treats you a certain way because you've done something. You're you're very transactional, and that's a very misogynistic way of thinking. So actually, you are not the nice guy. So if anything, yeah, I, I always thought saw him as, you know, the nicer guy was Joey in a way. In my opinion, when I watched the series, it was like he, Ross was in quotation marks the nice guy. But it's like, but Joey was honest. Like, yeah, he slept around and stuff, but he didn't lead people on he was very straightforward or even chandler you yeah. know sarcastic as hell but you know that in a way but that was the whole i thought that was the joke was that he really wasn't necessarily the nice guy and he was representing all those nice guys in quotation marks who declare themselves to be the nice guy and in reality it's like no you're a whiny little twat yeah i mean i think that was the point exactly like joey's a kind of a, a slutty easygoing charmer Chandler He's a man is the, yeah, yep, a yeah. man whore. Chandler is a Wise kind ass. of damaged, sarcastic, you know, like uh, a guy who covers yeah. his own insecurities with with jokes. That's it. Go. And Ross is a you know kind of a well-educated, academic little shit who is actually like a whiny little, you know, like jealous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's the you know those are the characters. You can't complain about the series having a character for being a character. You know, yeah. like I yeah. don't get it. All right, so number seven, Ross's misunderstanding of consent led him to kiss his own sister. I missed that episode, obviously. Uh, what the fuck? Well, this... <laughs> when I read uh, that, I was like, wait, what happened here? Let, let, me, let me retell you that episode. And that's the one that I kind of mostly agree with. But it's more, it's, you know, that's the sitcom, the situation kind of, yeah. that was written quite poorly. I don't think it's the 90s thing. I think like someone could write a similar scene today. It just wouldn't be right. But mm. basically what happens is there is some kind of house party or whatever. I don't remember exactly. And everyone gets drunk. And uh, he really wants to kiss Rachel at that party. So Rachel gets drunk and goes to sleep. 
and he yeah. kind of finds her and uh, kisses her but it turns out because it was dark or because she was covered with some clothes or something that it wasn't Rachel it was Monica like his sister that right. he kissed but I mean the fact is not that you know no one is calling it incest or something they're calling it kind of lack of consent because Rachel like fell asleep or yeah. whatever what he thought was Rachel uh -huh. and he still came to kiss her but you know I agree that's not but, something but wait, wait. what but this is it this is it that I mean okay so basically he goes without the consent and he ends up kissing his own sister so that's basically what happens if you don't do things in the correct way if he had asked for consent if he had basically gone while she was awake and sober he would have kissed the right girl but because he was being once again this not actually a nice guy a bit of an insecure little jerk who's trying to steal a kiss he got his comeuppance he kissed his sister yeah, I mean that was the comeuppance. That was the karma. That was the retribution because he was doing it wrong. Actually, that because a lot of times, especially in that era, a lot of times that wouldn't have been played that way. You know, in old movies and things like that, guys constantly steal kisses, and it's okay. It, usually, the girl ends up resisting, and you know, the old fifties and sixties where the woman punches her little fist into his chest as he's like literally forces a kiss on her and then the 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 the, the little punches become chest rubs and then they end up kissing and she acquiesces to his desire and they fall in love and it's like fuck off no that's wrong i mean you watch that and this was actually a 90s version of saying you know what that's wrong and ross got his payback he suffered the consequences he kissed his own sister and i bet that chandler and joey gave him the most amount of shit for that and basically you know did they know about it did they pay him out absolutely yeah yeah it, it comes yeah. it comes up and that's how they find out that because uh, they're retelling this story and he believes all this mm. time that he kissed rachel and then monica says like wait a minute rachel mm -hmm. wasn't there i fell asleep in that room or something and they find out and they're like yeah, yeah. this and you know obviously so yeah i agree that, exactly I mean, it's 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 not showing that consent is okay. It's showing someone who's made a horrible, done a horrible thing and had karma immediately uh, punish him for that. But also, you know, like again, yeah. it's it's not something that is glorified in that episode or anything. People are not like, "Well done, Ross, you kissed the sleeping girl." No, it's kind of it's even played down and it's kind of obviously a mistake, you know. So uh, again. Yeah. I don't, okay, I mean, obviously I don't approve of what Ross did, but I don't think that such things don't have any place on TV or somewhere. Why? And I'm sure that it happens on every high school party or something, that there is some drunk person trying to start something or force themselves on another drunk person or whatever, and it should be brought to light that it's a bad behavior and that people shouldn't behave like that, you know? So if we're never talking about it or if we never show it, mm. how are we going to bring it to light? So, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, right. the, uh, the next okay. one, so... the next one, number six says friends makes fun of Chandler's drag queen dad. So Chandler's whole kind of storyline is that his parents divorced at kind of early age because his dad was sleeping with a housemaid, I guess, who was a guy. And so since then, mm. his dad kind of moves to Las Vegas and develops this drag queen persona for like shows in vegas and whatever and basically is a drag queen right so but again in 1994 is it played by kathleen turner uh yes probably wow think so. okay cool I, I had a crush on her when i was younger oh wow you had a crush on chandler's drag so pretty queen much I had, I had a crush on yes i did apparently hey <laughs> she, she was a interesting woman when she was younger yeah 
<coughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and again, I think the the writer of this article and whoever would judge a show for this misunderstood the show because it's actually kind of about, you know, again, it doesn't matter that his dad cheated with a man. I think it matters that his dad cheated with a housemaid and then left him and his mom to go and perform in Vegas. And that's why they never established like a strong father-son relationship. And of course, like if you at the age of 10, 12 or yeah. something, find out that you found out that your dad is gay, you found out that your dad is cheating on your mom, they divorce, he leaves, and then he becomes a woman. Yes, you would be traumatized by that, no matter how okay or whatever it is to accept your like uh, sexuality, whatever, yeah. the child would be traumatized by just the situation that happened. And I think that's most of the humor comes or from Or at least confused. Yeah, I mean, and most of when they talk yeah, about his yeah. dad and stuff, the humor is kind of like, I don't know, I remember one exact joke, he said something like, yeah, my mom would definitely find find this guy hot. And my dad would find this guy hot as well. This kind of stuff, you know, like kind of both of my parents like men. Yeah. And but I mean, if his dad is gay, then yes, he right. would like this man as well. So I don't see it as a bad thing saying that gay men love men. You know, like it's a Yeah. But yeah, and once again, this is one of those things where it's like, okay, but you have to give it to friends for even including a drag queen character or a, a, a possible trans uh person or something like that like maybe it wasn't done a hundred percent accurately but it wasn't as you're trying to say it wasn't done too like with bad intentions i mean could it have been done better maybe maybe it could have been done yep. better i'm not yep. too sure about how it was done but at the same time well well done for introducing it like the the gay couple at the beginning you know ross's um ex-wife like you know well you're trying to introduce these ideas like saying these people exist in the world and they're part of our lives and chandler like you're saying especially this insecure kind of guy who who covers everything with like smart ass remarks that's how he would deal with it you know he would make try to take the piss out of it because he's still come to grips with it because let's face it at that point and this is the thing i think that we always have to remember society was still well wasn't even coming to grips with it it's only now really that we're trying to come to grips with it with laws and and things like that and even now we're bungling through it i mean we're not really doing the best cases we can't even decide the the, the toilet policies yet no no there is no uniform idea of how it should be dealt with like some people think one thing other people think another so for even tackling that in the 90s i've got to say like oh wow that's a uh, that 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 was a bit unexpected actually like i remember yeah something like that and kind of thinking really oh that's in that program so in a way it was kind of avant-garde yeah yeah i agree me. i mean it wasn't yeah. maybe done in the best possible way but i think it wasn't tasteless and i think it wasn't yeah. intentionally offensive or something it was just introducing something new and and something that should be again i think there should be kind of drag queen or trans or whatever characters on tv so yeah at number five the next issue they have with friends is that phoebe's life is full of dark details basically saying <laughs> that a, one of six people had a horrible childhood and and like youth you know like and that's somehow yeah. a problem like you know but basically in the series she lived on the, her mother killed herself when she was young so she was left with her grandma uh, she lived on the street a bit she never finished high school she kind of traveled around just busking and whatever you know like being homeless mm -hmm. and stuff like this but you know, what's the issue with this? Not everyone has a perfect uh -huh. life. People have hard no. lives. And the fact that she's what? kind of all bubbly and nice and positive in the end 
that's just you know that's a good thing yeah well no the thing is here it says like you know uh doesn't give her any friends context for revelations is hilarious. However, she went through some heavy stuff. A fact that shouldn't have been left is nothing more than a running gag. Phoebe clearly had a difficult upbringing, but her friends barely acknowledge it. Um, it's a comedy show. All right. This is not days of our fucking lives. This is, it's a comedy show. Wait, we're supposed to have a moment where she cries and breaks and has to work her way through those feelings. Then watch a different show. Watch, watch This Is Us, which is an entire show of, of kids dealing with the fact that their father died while he was still young and then going through that trauma for ages and ages and ages and seasons of this as all these kids and some of them are adopted. Watch that. Watch This Is Us. This is not that kind of show. It's a comedy show. So there's only a limit to how serious you can get before it stops being a comedy show. That was the whole thing about Friends. They they did take the piss out of some heavy stuff because it was a way of dealing. It's a character. It's a, th- This is just ridiculous, I thought. Um, yeah, it's, it's it, like, I mean, first of all, it's kind of this tendency nowadays <laughs> that everything has to be a dramedy. So, you know, like there's yeah. no real comedies anymore. Everything has to have some drama element and we have to know the sad and, and dark backstory of, but why? Yeah. Like the friend, Friends picks up when she's like 26 or something. She lived on the street when she yeah. was... 15 so 10 years later why would that constantly be but there are some plot points actually i don't know she meets her father that left her when when she was a child and it's like an emotional story like you know they does they don't ignore her past it's just not you know there is no episode where they cry about it the whole friends group sits around and cries about it no there isn't but as you say it's a comedy why why should they kind of mention it they acknowledge it actually uh they talk about it multiple times some plot points are brought from that past from that uh, story but yeah i don't see why that should be you know like every season there should be a, an episode where everyone cries about phoebe being homeless for a bit i mean if she's moved on <laughs> then the the, yeah. the viewer can move on as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely all right so i think we can move on now from that point i think Let's we can just basically on. go what the hell? Like, come on. Now you're just grasping at straws. Okay, now, four out of ten. This is an interesting one. Friends has several problematic power dynamic relationships. Now, what they're referring to here is apparently... So, Ross dated his college student at one point. Rachel had a relationship with a younger assistant. And Monica dated her wealthy boss, Pete. Uh, was this the one that was played by Tom Selleck? No, was no, that Pete was, or was that a different one? Because uh, that's another one where she dated a much older guy. She dated a much and older at one guy point, that was a friend of her parents, basically. Yes. But Pete was, um, what's his name? The the director of Iron Man and... Uh, and uh, Oh, John Favreau. Mandalorian. Yeah, John Favreau. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay, cool. So, um, okay, no, fair enough. That, I mean, but I mean, that's... It doesn't mean you can't have it in the show. I mean, that is a fair point. I mean, especially in, in that period of time. Yeah, Ross dating a, a student. Okay, that is a power dynamic that these days, it's still done. I, I just literally watched, uh, my wife and I have just started a new series called, uh, I think it's called The Sex Life of College Students or something like that. Yeah. It's about four girls. Um, and one of the girls is having uh, a relationship with her coach. Uh, sorry if that's a spoiler for anyone there. Uh, it's in the first episode, you see. But and, and the whole point is that power dynamic and that it is wrong. And this is being played out throughout the season. We don't know how it's going to resolve, but it's it's a thing that happens. So why not show it? I don't know how it's resolved in the show. Um, whether maybe maybe the problem they have with it is that it, it isn't criticized. No, as but being it is. Imbalanced. That's again the same point as we had with those like previous kind of behaviors no. as characters. It always 
kind of they always pay for that and it always kind of blows up in their face because how the relationship Ross's relationship with his 20 something year old student ends is that he realizes that she's too childish for him like he walks into some kind of water balloon fight they have in her student dorm and he's like okay this is an actual child i can't date her and they broke up uh, how does the relationship with uh, rachel and her young assistant end? they realize that the work comes between them and they argue about some work documents and they realize that you know work relationships don't work because you know don't shit where you eat like the the kind of so it shows you that like workplace romance is wrong dating your student mm. won't work out because of the age difference the stage difference and so on the third one like with monica and pete doesn't work out because he's a like super rich guy who kind of thinks he can buy whatever he wants and he starts doing ultimate fighting and stuff uh so you know like right. it just blows up in their face and that's what happens in real life i worked at the university for seven or eight years and i know that some professors and teachers were dating some students like it happens you mm. know like it happens yeah so it's not yeah. why would we hide everything bad in the world that happens well i think the problem is as you're saying that the issue i think maybe this writer has is the fact that for example the ross and the student one is that he kind of goes, oh, she's too childish. And least. I think what they wanted to see was that he was using, and it points out that he was using his position of power to date this girl. But then at the same time, I mean, sometimes it isn't that. It, sometimes it's the girl who's infatuated with an older guy. Daddy issues, as you put it, quotation marks or something like that, you know. Uh, or that, you know, they get an infatuation with older men. I mean, it could be the other way around. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it does happen, and, and this is the thing. I think maybe this writer just wanted to see that Ross got more of the, the blame, if you know what I mean. Like, as in, he gets pointed out for being kind of the pervy old guy who's obviously using his position as a professor to sleep with younger girls. But but not necessarily. Does. Is he that actually the same case all the way? Literally does. I mean, that whole kind of story arc, I don't know, five, six episodes when he's dating that girl, all the other guys are, like, teasing him and pointing out that, like, kind of... What, where is it going? What's the future? Like she's on her like second, third year of uni. You're a 30 something year old man who wants has a child already and wants to settle down. You know, like not only teasing him in the sense that like, oh, have you dropped off Emily at the kindergarten or something like this? Which is again, thing that friends do. Like friends yeah. make fun of friends, but they also kind of have these conversations, you know, like, well, where, why are you doing, where is it going? And so on. And he's like, well, we're having fun. She's young. She's fun. She's beautiful. She likes me, you know, like, and again, don't get me started on how many people I know that are mm. in a dead-end relationship, but they're in it because it's fun currently or they like the person or whatever. So, I mean, again, it happens in real life. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so let's move on then. Next topic, th the third one. So th third out of ten. Friends mocked femininity. So uh, says a lot of comedies in the 90s. Friends love to mock make comedic situations based on conventional gender roles. Uh, well, yeah, it was the 90s. Uh, side is considered feminine trait. The brand of misogynistic humor is outdated, but in its prime, Friends totally abused this concept. Many of Friends' storylines focus on its male character's traditionally feminine traits. For example, the fact that Joey starred in a lipstick commercial is a big joke for Chandler. Uh, Ross's high-pitched scream is one of his most famous traits. Chandler is known for his preoccupation with emasculation. This pitfall was easily avoided even in the 90s, but it became a part of the show's edge. Well, one... 
that was the 90s. I mean, come on. Like I said before, calling someone gay was like the insult to go to, which was wrong, but it was the insult to go through. So Friends was not kind of bucking the trend. If anything, it's just going with the trend of the time. Secondly, I think with Chandler, with emasculation, where you could say it's probably connected with the fact that his dad was a drag queen. So that sort of thing, like... Yeah, it's, that could be it's part showing of that's, that... That's why lives, they knew that... People's lives and people's yeah. tra- trauma reflects on their personality and life choices oh boohoo like you know and, and in a way and in a way his friends being dicks like ross ross and, and joey could easily know that that was a trigger for chandler you know the masculation thing and knowing his background would like <laughs> this is an easy dig i mean if anything it's just showing sometimes your friends can be the biggest dicks um yeah but i mean case, i i sometimes th- this point it's kind of you know that uh the biggest laughs, the biggest punchlines or whatever are when a man behaves like a woman and that's not okay or a woman become, behaves like a man or that's not okay. You know, like there is an episode where Joey buys a female bag and everyone makes fun of him because it's a, it's a unisex bag, but it looks like a female mm. bag, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, again, have you ever had a real group of friends? Like if I show up to a b- dr- drink with my friends wearing a female blouse my friends will all like roast the shit out of me for wearing wearing a female blouse not one of them will be like good on you man you really accept your sexuality you are brave and strong enough to wear a female blouse good on you and tap me no they're all roast the shit out of me it doesn't mean they're trying to offend me or insult me or something that's how friends behave and then in general i mean that's like I, I get the progressive society people should wear whatever they want i can wear a dress if i want i get it and i can you know no one's gonna stop me no one's gonna beat me up no one's gonna offend me but friends will tease me that's for sure and and then you know all yeah. this kind of stuff where the gender roles are like reversed or swapped or whatever it still exists today you know it still exists today but today is kind of glorified that a, a, a young kind of a small skinny girl can beat up 10 big men in some action movie and that's okay because women are strong and powerful mm. but isn't that swapping why are you giving a man's like you know traditionally male action hero role to a woman but you can't give a traditionally female kind of feminine role to a man and that's offensive then you know i don't my, my opinion on this one is i don't know i i kind of agree with that uh but then that was the thing of the era, it was very much because it was still coming to grips with, you know, um, LGBTQT rights and everything was still, you know, being kind of really pushed for in the West even. Um, and this is something I want to get to later on at the end for my conclusion. But, you know, for the time, it was the fact that they were showing these guys were maybe into their feminine things or whatever like that or whatever. But I mean, at the time, that was a big thing at of the moment i like i said before about the insults we used to throw at each other and that was a thing where you'd be like well what yeah but and, here, and i have to I mean, admit okay. people were way too obsessed with it. it it is of the era where we were kind of obsessed with oh my god does this make me look too much like a woman does this make me look yeah because in a way we weren't really fully accepting of it yet it, it is true of the era and you're right in, in this day and age having that happen in the character now i think the characters would react differently you would have to write it differently because i think someone like for example uh who was it joy was in the ad was it for the for the lipstick yeah was it so joy would be like yeah so what piss off i got paid 
and yeah, I don't but, care. But, I, I know how many women have I slept with? How many women have you slept with? And the fact that I wear makeup is going to make me less of a, yeah, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like it just, it would be done differently this day for the era. It was done as it was because that was kind of how it was at that time. And it's a snapshot of the time. And this is the thing, like, does it get outdated? Well, yes, but then it is a window into that time. I mean, this is one of the, for example, Agatha Christie novels. Some people's, you know, the big appeals like, you know, the, the big mystery and how she resolves it. But actually, one of the big selling points for Agatha Christie novels is because they are a window to that era, to that time frame and the way people talked and the way they thought and the way they dressed and society. And when you read it, there's a lot of racist stuff in there. And the characters will say some really kind of, you know, oh, uh, obviously this person was stabbed. It was must have been an Italian. And you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And literally, that isn't Murder in the Orient Express. The fact that this person was stabbed means obviously an Italian. You know, one of the prime suspects is look for an Italian on the train. And it's like, oh, my God. But it's just indicative of the way people thought at the time. It's it's hilarious, actually, when you look back at how stupid it is and how it's like, Jesus, you... you wow you are so racist like but no one no one points it out well yes because that's the way it really was and that's probably the way that agatha christie herself thought you know yeah and the but twist I mean, was that oh my god it wasn't an italian well, who would have thunk it the, like, the, the point of this article uh, i think maybe you missed the point a bit because uh, i agree with you and you keep saying that in the context of the 90s and like it was fine and it was how everyone was Yes, but I mean, this is not what's being disputed in this article. It's kind of, has it aged mm. that it shouldn't be shown now? Has the humor, like, you know, is it still now, funny or is, is it now offensive and insulting and, and yeah. they should be canceled for it? So that's the thing that they're disputing. But I think still that, you know, I don't think that it's not funny or something. I think that, you know, uh, again, because whatever happens in, I don't know, Hollywood, is not what happens in the world. Like, you know, uh, go, uh, that go, was my, yeah. Like friends is a show point. again, that is shown every minute mm. at some TV channel in the world, go with a female blouse and walk around Pakistan, go walk around Iraq, exactly. go walk around Colombia, you know, I like go walk around Zambia, Russia. Yeah. And see, see that people want not tease mm. you, but beat you up. You know, like, so yeah. it's it's like Hollywood is not the world. And this is a series that's really, really reached, I think, every home and every house in the world through TV, yeah. TV and everything. And so, yeah, you know, and the point that I wanted to make was friends to a degree, especially in these sorts of places, is still groundbreaking because it's showing, for example, the lesbian couple being fine. It's showing the, that Chandler, a main character, has a drag queen father um and you know it's it's showing these things in some way this is their first thing of of seeing it in some way and and taking it in a light way which is easier to digest where first you might laugh at it but then later on you might go well yeah it's obviously not such a bad thing and i mean you know in some places friends is still to this day banned because of the content. In some places in the world, Friends is banned or certain episodes cannot be shown because it's too revolutionary still. Yeah, because they places. depict a, a gay relationship or something like this that is not even legal yeah. in those countries. So, yeah. Uh, Ex exactly. And in some places where, for example, a, a dynamic where, um, 
you know, Ross is dating uh, a student or something like that, and that that's actually wrong, and that, you know, come on, the age difference does play a factor, is, you know, in some places that might still be a revel revelationary sort of thing. It's where they kind of go, oh, oh, yeah, you know what, my... My friend dated the professor, and you know what? That was wrong. Or the other way around. My colleague is, or I know of that situation, and yeah, that is wrong. Well, well until then, it might have just been what happens. You know, it's just accepted norm. Much older men date younger women, and in some places of the world, that is very much still the norm. You know, uh, so yeah. So anyway, so I wanted to use that as the conclusion, but we've managed to say that uh, before points two and one. So if we want to race through points two and one, then shall we? Let's go. Number two, friends, men think they can control women. My same old argument. It was the 90s. Of course, guys did think of that. They were still, I mean, women were still fighting for equality. They still are to this day. Uh, some guys now still treat women like that. So, yeah, um, but that's the, again, that your argument yeah. is valid, but that's not what they're arguing. They're arguing that yeah. now it is aged. But I just don't think that this is whatever was the truth in friends, because one example they give here is that. Yeah, uh, Ross gets angry when he finds out that his younger sister and his best friend from college are dating. I mean, like, yeah, I would get upset that my best friend and my sister are dating for almost a year and I, they were keeping it secret from me. And, you know, like and in the end, as soon as he finds out, he gets like happy and hugs them and stuff. He's like, my sister and my best friend. Oh, that's so, you know, like he doesn't yeah. like stop talking to Chandler or like whatever, like something, something. So, you know, I don't see that it's like this. Like, yes, yeah. they're a bit possessive. Yes, they're a bit jealous. Men are to this day like that. Some men are toxic. Yeah. Some women are toxic. Yes, that's true. Why would we have a show about six people who are perfect? None of them are jealous. Yeah. None of them are toxic. None of them are possessive. None of them are make mistakes or date someone from work or uh, have a crush on a younger, like uh, something, something subordinate. Like, you know, so who would that show be about? Just six perfect yeah. people. Why? What a boring, unfunny show. Well, that's... And, and in their 20s, in their 20s, you're still discovering shit. You're learning. You're making mistakes. That's the whole point of 20s. For me, like, the 20s is like where teenager and adult meet together. You still got all the hormones and, and the energy of a teenager. And, uh, you know, it's starting to kind of solidify into... But in an adult setting, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fuck up. Come on. Like, yeah, yeah this is I mean, and, and that's why... I completely most, agree. This is... Most recent TV, like, in the last two, three years... Yeah is mostly trash yeah. and it's mostly mediocre boring shit because they are too careful and too you know like just yeah. bleh. <laughs> but right. yeah so the number one point the final point the, the it's the one that always gets brought up and I, I think it's a fair statement i completely agree with it there's barely any diversity on friends yes it is three girls three guys all of them white european background absolutely because it was made in the 90s and um... again i don't think that this i don't think that this is a problem we always had like we had a sitcom about a white family we had a sitcom about a black family like we had full house and we had a yeah. cosby show right yeah there was barely any diversity on cosby show there were no like white characters but that's fine you know there they is popped one, in. they popped in but you know some 
like other uh, but i'm sure black people or whatever popped into yeah they did well, like yeah. they dated people of yeah. different kind of uh, backgrounds and nationalities ethnicities they had colleagues that were different like they had you know but the main kind of group of friends and obviously their families because it's mostly about that it's like you know monica's yeah. and ross's parents can be black you know like it's just it just wouldn't make sense but as i'm not some kind of statistician or whatever but as i know uh, and maybe I'm wrong. You can Google that at home, or we will Google it after the show. But still, something like 75% of Americans are white. So Ooh, I think it's actually gone down. Maybe it's gone down, but in the 90s, I think it, has it gone was down. I think definitely like that, maybe even higher. But uh, actually, let me do a quick search. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But the thing is, I, I mean, I'm, I've read articles before, other articles where they discussed that... Um, that if it was to be actually for New York, because if you look at the dynamics of the, the 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 cultural makeup of New York, it's also a very diverse place. And they said, statistically speaking, there should have been uh, one or two minorities within a group of six people. Like well, statistically speaking, uh, statistically um, but still, speaking, the, but you don't, you know, like there's. But much, it wasn't always the case. No, true. it wasn't always the case. But also, there is much more kind of sense and logic if there's a group of six Hispanic friends. And there's a separate group of six white friends. Then that in every group of friends, there is two Hispanics, two African-Americans, two white and two Asians. You know, like it's much mm. more logical that six Hispanic people would have be friends and six white people would be friends just because of like, you know, they would grow up in the same neighborhood. They would go to the same school, something, something, communities, cultures, you know, like that's yeah. how, especially since like, I think three or four characters here are also Jewish, you know, like Jewish people are always well-connected and the community is strong, etc. So, you know, like uh, now it's 60% of the U.S. is white, Latin Americans, uh, Latin Americans around 18% and African Americans around 12%. You know, and that's now. Hmm. So I think like 30 years ago. Yeah. So to have six friends that are all white is completely reasonable to me. You know, like if you go to hmm. any diverse country, go to UK, go to Germany, go to France, you easily yeah. found, find a group of friends that are six white people. It's not a yeah. bad all thing right. to have a group of friends that is not racially diverse. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. And also, it, it would allow you that lens of seeing it, okay, from their perspective, other cultural groups, and maybe them realizing maybe some of the stereotypes they have. It all depends on how it's played, how it's written, of course. And, and I think they did do that. Like, as you said, they dated people from other backgrounds that weren't members of their group, sort of, or they're part of their general makeup and they probably had episodes i, I don't know but the, like if they dated someone from another cultural group where they're like misunderstandings or they put their foot in it and stuff like that do you remember not really it was just you know like uh ross dates an asian american girl that's it no one acknowledges that she's asian american or anything as i mean as you shouldn't in real life you shouldn't be like hey ross does your girlfriend like rice you know like it's just it would be wrong if they did acknowledge <laughs> it i think you know if they just you know, like they have a neighbor that's African-American, right. they have a this and that. Why would these people be represented yeah. anything different than just New Yorkers? And I think that's fine. But the fact yeah. that one, one group of friends can be six people of the same ethnicity and, and race, I think that's fine. You know, like uh, some group of people will be just like five African-Americans and one Latino, also fine. You know, like it's just maybe the question, why yeah. don't those groups get airtime? That's maybe another question, like why yeah. there is less TV shows about 
the different groups of friends but this one particular group of friends what why not you know yeah well yeah i mean we we have had those so and some of them have been very popular like we have uh fresh prince of bel-air yeah uh, the cosby show and we you know uh blackish yeah. that was that i never really watched it but from what i got i saw one or two episodes and you know it's sort of like building on that cosby sort of like formula of a family and and stuff like that but i mean and and now there are more shows coming out where it might be like asian centric or latino centric there was one with a a family and one of them owns like a taco shop or something like that you know that sort of thing but these shows are coming out more and more uh never have i ever loved that show where the the indian family written by mindy kaling i think it's created by her and stuff absolutely cool my, my wife and i love watching that and it's interesting because you see another culture and actually if anything that's why it's so great because it is a predominantly indian background but there are other kids from other backgrounds because she goes to a high school obviously so they're interacting and one kid the one that she has a hots with he's half japanese half uh caucasian sort of thing uh another guy she has a thing for is this uh jewish kid and whatever um but also the pressures of the indian background and like maybe them wanting to like trying to push the cousin to marry an indian boy and stuff like that and and her not wanting to fulfill that that role anymore uh but that's what i mean it's interesting though to see it from another perspective like you know that's why i like the show because it is very indian centric it's like oh okay cool so oh that's how it's seen maybe and and things like that so i think yeah it's you are going to get these different groups. And I think the only difference is, like you said, the problem is not necessarily that it's six white or European background people. It's the fact of, well, we should have more shows showing all the other cultural perspectives yeah. and they yeah. should be popular as well. And if they're not popular, the question is, why not? Is it us as an audience that's then having a problem? But I think we are expanding. We are getting more of these shows and people are watching them. They are becoming successful and popular because... I think as time goes, we are becoming more curious as to wanting to see other cultures and wanting to see other things because we are becoming more global. But the conclusion, I think, at the end is, as we, you were saying before, you were talking about... I was bringing up the point that for its era, it was very well written and actually it was very groundbreaking. You were saying that it still holds up to this day, um, that these jokes still hold up and even these uh, problematic issues are still relevant and i would agree because as we've both pointed out earlier this show is still being shown around the world and the round of the world well the western world and its views are a small portion of the real world and i think this is something that needs to be remembered that even to this day friends is still a groundbreaking show in many parts of the world it is still banned in many parts of the world or episodes are not shown because of of showing gay relationships or showing transgender people and these are things that when people those people in those countries do see it because they either illegally watch it or download it it is bringing into their lives a different perspective that because their culture is probably still back in, who knows, the 70s or something. So, you know, our equivalent, for example, for social awareness, if you want to put it that way. So I think actually, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, and the problem with this article, these sorts of articles, and I think with these sorts of things is they're written by obviously a, an American author who has written it for an American audience, uh, which is fine. It's perfectly fine. But the moment you stick it on the internet, it now becomes an international article. And I think this but is something that even, a lot of people are forgetting. Think that, I think it's an, an author sitting in Starbucks somewhere in like uh, LA or whatever, writing this article that doesn't really understand 
real life, you know, because while Hollywood is trying to push this idea of uh, equality, diversity and everything. And again, I agree that there it, it should exist, but not like by force. And you shouldn't like kind of spoon feed people this, you know, like people should all agree and, uh. and accept that it's fine to have a black superhero. And that is that is fine. It should be encouraged, and that's that's normal, you know. But it shouldn't yeah. be that that you know, like uh, uh, all this kind of Hollywood stuff in the last few years. That it's kind of just made for the purpose of that. It has no other message or no other content or no other like anything behind that. Just mm. the message that they're trying to to send. So I think that you know this kind of article is written by the kind of people and probably read by the kind of people that uh, are some kind of utopian idealists who say like okay now I, I i wrote this article i fixed friends but i don't think that you know that's the real issue <laughs> that friends exists and it's still a funny tv series i i, I would have to disagree with the point of um the hollywood or whatever pushing these uh, agendas or these ideas i don't think it's i don't think they give a shit i mean honestly i do not think producers or, or studios or anything give a crap about diversity what they care about is the money and what appeals to audiences and what they're thinking is what appeals to audiences and in those days certain things appealed more to the general audience or they considered they factored in a certain marketing group for them it's all about marketing it's about groups and getting more bang for your dollar i don't think they give a crap about agendas at the end of the day, I think this is a misconception, like this whole cancel culture thing. I, I disagree. I don't think they really care about, I don't think these big wigs produce, I mean, let's face it, most of them are freaking middle aged old guys older than us, for Christ's sakes, older than me, white guys who are running these studios and things like that. They don't give a crap about any of these issues, but they do care about is what sells and what pushes this agenda uh, not push sorry uh what what makes them the dollar and if it means pushing a certain idea or showing a certain thing on a program then they'll do it um because they think it's popular not because they think it's the right thing to do it's the same reason why for example they canceled uh james gunn uh from the third guardians of the galaxy because it was a knee-jerk reaction because they thought oh the people don't like him now because of what was found out on his twitter feed ages ago so we have to cancel him because he's no longer profitable it wasn't that they disagreed with what he said i don't think they gave i don't think they even read those tweets that he wrote they couldn't give a shit but when they realized the backlash from fans and they realized oh oh they actually don't care and it turns out he already apologized and they accept it and actually he's still got a massive following they quickly rehired him you know that was the whole point at the end of the day he had nothing to do with the actual agenda i don't think this this whole cancel culture or woke culture i don't think it's being pushed by actual real feelings except for the people who might write things uh you know story writers or things like that or just the audience members at the end it all comes down to money and and what I'm mentioning is what I think is that internationally speaking, like I said, once this article goes international, the problem is that, yes, the majority of the world is not thinking the same way as certain groups. It doesn't mean that it shouldn't. It's just the reality of it. And in some places, friends is still very much a relevant thing. Maybe us watching it now, we can look back and go, all right, some of it is a little bit outdated or those jokes don't work if you were to make the show right now fresh, released it as is. But then, yeah, that's why new shows are being created all the time. That's why even if you were to do a remake of Friends, which I hope they never do, because just leave it for what it is. It was great, and it still is great. Um, but if you were to remake it, you could not do the exact same scripts anymore. You know, you'd have to update it. 
Yeah, but I, I think that's it's still that's the, the kind of biggest problem is I think that for the 99% of the world is still as funny as relevant and not yeah. aged or outdated. It's just that there is that one layer of Hollywood that thinks that that they can kind of by being that, as you said, like it's not about the agenda, it's about the money, but it's also slowly come. They're slowly yeah. coming to realize that, you know, like just this this fad of this cancel culture and stuff it's it's dying out and what people really care about is a good director that can make a good movie not what he tweeted 15 years ago good comedian that can host oscars not get canceled mm. for what he tweeted 20 years ago and apologize 10 times for it and this kind of stuff it's just media hype it's just like hollywood bs but real people don't really, you know, like, don't really think that or want that in their, like, content that they're consuming. They want just good content. So if France has good jokes and makes you laugh, I mean, I know one of one of the biggest France fans that I know is, is gay and never seen anything wrong with the gay characters in France. And I'm not sure that the person who wrote this article, what is their like uh, sexual orientation, what is their gender, sexuality, whatever, whatever pronouns. But you know, like you can't be the defender of everyone. It's just let the people decide. And by the just the f- sheer popularity of this show to this day, how kind of popular, well loved, uh, yeah. aired around the world it is, I would say that still people is. still find it funny and and you know uh, relevant. So I would say Relevant. that it's not aged yeah. and outdated at all. That's my conclusion. Yeah. And the other thing is, even if you are, and I mean, there are a few times where I would see certain things. And uh, I read an article recently about Buffy, a very similar article about how badly it's aged and some of the uh, controversial dynamics like Angel and Buffy and the relationship there was really creepy. And absolutely. even. But I remember watching it at the time and cringing at the time of its release in the night going, Oh my god, this is a 300-year-old guy who's dating a 16-year-old. Why do vampires keep doing this? Twilight is creepy as fuck. I mean, come on, Edward. Yeah. How many hundred years old you're going out with Bell? You are a sick, sick freak, you know? Tim Team Jacob or whatever the fuck the werewolf was called, you know? For Christ's sakes, at least they were the same age. Yes, he shed hair like, you know, well, like a werewolf, but god damn it, they were the same age. You know, Edward, you are a creepy motherfucker. Yet Hugely popular book because it is a thing and and going out with older guys regardless is still a thing, you know, uh, that a lot of people fantasize about and, and all the rest. And then these things are still things that should be talked about on shows and shown. It's just up to how you manage it. And at the end, yes, like you said, the people vote and decide to watch it or not. And unfortunately, people decided to watch Twilight. I don't get it. Why, people? Grow up. Uh, anyway... And Rice is much better. Well, m- most of those have grown up since then. Luckily, it was like oh, teenage thanks. girls 10, 15 years ago, and now they have grown yeah. up. But yeah, I think uh, that's yeah. kind of our opinion on this article. Let us know what you think in the comments or reach out to us using any of the social media that we have, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you want to cancel us for us agreeing and liking friends, you can do that as well. Any <laughs> PR is good PR for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And we accept all criticism and maybe you can bring up a point that if it's, you know, we'll, we'll bring it up on the show in a future episode. We can say, look, someone else brought up this point and we can agree or disagree with you. We can give our two cents or whatever. Um, but, you know, every opinion is valid. So fine. As long as it's constructive, you know, as long as you give a reason why and not just uh, you suck. 
Okay, as, but as, lo suck. as long as you make us Please. popular by tagging us in the same <laughs> post as as friends, producers, and writers, and whatever, that's then <laughs> it's okay. You can complain about us, and you can try to get us cancelled. But uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And uh, I've been Igor Monday, and I've been David Munoz. Goodbye. Good night. Ciao.